0: Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, former pro football quarterback and president of the Sold Out Youth Foundation, Roman Gabriel III. Join us for up-close conversations with high-impact people dedicated to faith and family from the world of sports and entertainment. Remember, Sold Out relies on you, the listener, and your support in order to deliver this program. You can donate to the Sold Out Youth Foundation at soldouttv.com. Follow Roman on his Twitter and Facebook fan pages at Roman Gabriel III. Check out the Sold Out program at soldouttv.com along with its mission to impact America's youth by challenging students to be alcohol and drug abstinent and teaching valuable life skills and biblical principles of success. Today, Roman's guests on Sold Out Sports Talk are Kyle Turley of the New Orleans Saints.
1: Always music is a passion, you know, that is another thing that, that just connects me to God. It connects me to uh, being bigger than, you know, just just this human, you know, and that I have these amazing abilities to tap into. That I've been blessed with and picking up an instrument, playing it.
0: And Andrew
2: McLovin-Perloff of the Dan Patrick Show. After every show this year, we have a studio audience. Everyone gets to come up and take a picture and everyone tells us how we can help them get through their day. So anybody you can help, you know, just like what you do. It's a little
0: thing. Now, here's the host of Sold Out
3: Sports Talk, Roman Gabriel Third, Good friend of mine. Been around him a long time. Uh, excellent football player for the Saints, and he's got a Rams hat
1: on today. So, I love the Rams, but I'm always <laughs> thinking Saints. Kyle Turley in with us. Thank Kyle, you, brother. how are you? Great to be with you. I'm great, man. Well, I was a Rams fan uh, when I grew up.
3: Uh, yeah, I know. My mom's know. from
1: SoCal. I'm a SoCal kid, and... You know, you're going old school, yeah, Anaheim. That's right.
3: I'm going old school, LA. So there you <laughs> that's go. Right. Yeah, I grew up cover. Anaheim Rams fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, my dad in the Coliseum. That was. That's why it's so special what they're doing now. Yeah. I was at the Coliseum early this year, Wayne and myself, at a Packers game. Uh, and being in the Coliseum again, watching the Rams play was. Was really awesome. It was for me. really
1: cool, man. Going to the games there. I, you know, as a kid growing up, my, some of my first games were at the Coliseum. I went to a Raider game there. You know, I got to see somebody hogtied and walk across the field up the steps yeah. from a fight. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't know. you remember? Uh, we got him. He's coming by later on. Jim Everett. You remember watching yeah. Jim throw it around at Anaheim? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah. That was him. Well, Merlin Olson, the boys, they uh, grew up around uh, my, my mom where she was living out there in Anaheim. And, uh, you know, when they were playing with the Rams, they got to see them a lot at different times. Things, and, well, you remember uh, Vince Ferragamo was on the other oh, yeah. day.
3: Vince was the first guy to take the Rams to Super Bowl with that blue. Oh and yeah, and he's
1: still down there. He's got uh, he does real, real estate, Bush, yeah. huge real estate business. Doing a uh, little fox. Yep, yep, yeah. All the boys, man. Uh, the Rams is a special organization. It was really an awesome experience to play for the Rams. I was a Rams fan uh, growing up, and you know, and then I got to play with Marshall uh, finally and block for him because I was a freshman when he was at San Diego State. And then I ended up getting to block for him finally. Oh, Marshall was awesome, man. And, well, you were, yeah.
3: that was the old whack, right?
1: The old whack. Okay, That's so, right. I
3: was in New Mexico, so there you go, what year did bump. you graduate? <laughs> 97. Okay, you're so much younger. I didn't I'm graduate gonna yet, I'm not going old I am. <laughs> I'm not going to say how old I am. Kyle, you got to come out with me. I'm starting my drug and alcohol education program in yes, L.A. Sir. I need to get you out to talk to some of these junior high and high school students.
1: I'd love to, man. You know, we have a real big problem in our country. Yeah, we and, do. Uh, it, it's a, it, it needs education. Yep. You know, people need to understand uh, the opportunities for health and wellness. And uh, there are things that that lie out there uh, for us that, uh, you know, we're not looking at enough. And these other things are creating so many problems in our communities, you know, from alcohol and opiates and all these other things that are just ruining our communities and addicting people to levels. I agree with
3: you totally. I think we're not taking it seriously enough. And I think it's become such an epidemic that I almost am afraid sometimes that it's gone way too far to turn it back. Uh, when you look at what's happening with these uh, fentanyl and heroin and cocaine coming over the border, infiltrating our communities, and most importantly, impacting our families and our kids. And, and it's not just kids. It's fathers and moms that, uh, that that have to take care of these kids that get hooked on drugs and alcohol. So my goal and mission you know, is to at least see as many junior high and high school students as possible to
1: tell them, Sometimes trying it once is one too many. Yes, a hundred percent. You know, and I say that it only takes pill. one pill. You know, these things come across the border. They're being made in laboratories across our country as well. You know, the uh, uh, the um, Sackler family, uh, multi billion dollar family. They created OxyContin. They've killed hundreds of thousands of Americans, and they have their name on buildings at, at universities. And they're allowed to continue to produce this synthetic heroin that uh, now they prescribe to 11-year-old children that, have, that get hurt in football. And um, our community is one of the most prescribed communities with opiates, and that's what leads to the road of all these chemicals and dependencies.
3: And, Kyle, 181 people a day, a day. dying from this Isn't that a day. insane? And, and we were talking about this the other day, that I guess if you put 181 people over 365 days, it would fill up one of the biggest stadiums in the country.
1: And if they all died in one day, it would be a big story. More people have died to opiates than in all of the wars that we have ever fought in this country combined. Oh, my goodness. Like that's, you know, that's and and that wait. should be criminal. And yet we are allowing these companies to advertise on TV. The Super Bowl is going to run them. They pulled a cannabis ad for some reason. I don't know when they're talking about how these people's lives have been yeah. saved like I do. Um, you know, you can get high all day you want. You can get high on Vicodin. You can get high on Percocet. You get high yeah, on alcohol. Yeah, you get high on everything. But if you look at true medicines available, God produced those things, and they're out there. And if we look at our lives and we look at our health and we search in in God and we try to find what he has, you know, for us in this world, then we start to understand how we can heal ourselves. And these things become non-existent. Because if, if we can get into our, our mental health and our physical health and start tapping into our bodies and what we are actually made of, yeah, uh, you know we'll realize that, that all of these other things can be easily defeated.
3: Kyle Turley, former San Diego State Aztec and uh, New Orleans Saints, many years of the NFL and now out in L.A. doing some great things. And, Kyle, uh, one of the things, you know, you are very knowledgeable on all these things that we're talking about. Um, what, what got you interested in this field in terms of overall health and in terms of the NeuroXPF? Uh, talk to us about that and what you're doing. Sure.
1: Yeah, well, I, I created a CBD company off of my personal experience with cannabis and how I say it saved my life. And it truly did. I was at a loss. I was in and out of rehabs. I was in and out of uh, psychologists and neurologists. I had real and neurological This has issues. to do with head issues, right? 100%. I started suffering from vertigo in my rookie year. It escalated through my career. Uh, knocked unconscious a couple times. You know, bad concussions. And the way we played the game and how it used to be. Training camps and these heat situations were not like they are today. They have one-a-day practices and they control and monitor. We lost guys like Corey Stringer. Well, those those things are burning our brains up as well. And so I came to a reality of where I was and that I had a brain disease and I needed to address it. And I was going to these doctors and that prescribed me Zoloft and Depakote and Welbutrin. And every one of those turned me into a zombie, yeah. made me contemplate suicide, um, put me into depressive states and anxiety that I had to stop driving. And then all the pain issues and all the neurological issues. Yeah. And when I gave my life to God, First of all, because when you lose everything and you're hopeless. I'll say that again. I gave my life to God, period. You know, you have to. You have to come into contact with what created you. Why are you here? And what is your purpose? And I knew my purpose wasn't to sit on the couch and watch my life just be wasted away.
3: Okay, can you tell us the difference? Because there's a lot of controversy and a lot of people don't have the information.
1: Sure. What is the difference between a
3: marijuana that someone does for pleasure and cbd and what you're talking about
1: well i I don't believe in that i don't believe that there's recreational marijuana you know everyone that uses cannabis is trying to use it to find out what this is to find out what this is about unfortunately our doctors aren't talking about this and we have in our bodies each and every one of us god gave to us a cannabinoid system ironically enough it's in our brain and it dictates our immune system, our central nervous system, and healing throughout our bodies. Cannabinoids are running through every one of us, and God created this. Well, so for a, for the simple person trying to understand, when you say that, what does that mean? Well, that means that uh, this plant as science has discovered, mimics what we have inside of our body. And so that's why the science behind this, the medical aspects of this need to be exposed. Education needs to continue. And we need to start talking about this more so that we can move past this reefer madness and all these other things. I've cured neuropathy. I've cured arthritic issues. I'm So in your personal life, this
3: has impacted, uh, how many of these things that you are struggling with has it helped you with?
1: <laughs> it helps me with everything daily. It saved my life, period, first and foremost. And you- and believe believe it me, started you tell to heal my tried mind. tried everything. I've tried it all. I was in Nashville for seven years. I was continuing to lose my mind. I used cannabis periodically uh, since I was 22, 23. When uh, Willie Rofe introduced me to that, yeah, a former, hall of fame. former All-Pro. And he said, New Kyle, Wales. you're going through a lot of problems at the time in New Orleans, I was dealing with a lot of struggles. I was going through a divorce, I was going through all these things. And people say, Oh, that's the gateway. And you went that route. And that's why, you know, all things happen. Oh, this it helped me. And then when it, was at my lowest. I decided I have to try and find because these doctors are not helping me, and I know there's something else out there. I, I I hear all the science and all these people talking about this as a medicine, and it is very real. I've experienced that personally. I created my CBD company and went to the purest source possible. Okay,
3: so for so for people that have struggled with, you know, what you struggle with, whether you're a football player or not, because there is so much uh, mental illness, chemical imbalances, so mm-hmm. many things that impact. It's such a huge deal in our country that most people don't even know they have. You were blessed and fortunate because you recognized it. And could do something about it. So, how would how, how would you recommend to someone who's out there trying everything, but yet they're still struggling with mental and emotional issues, and they've had maybe not concussion issues, but maybe they have a chemical imbalance, maybe, maybe yeah. and they've tried different medications and sure. it's not
1: working for them. I tell them to start understanding cannabis, get into the research of this. You have Google. We have amazing abilities today for everyone to be educated, and there are study after study. Go to the National Institute of Health. Dot, uh, uh, com, okay. NIH.gov actually, okay. NIH.gov, the National Institute of Health's website, and, and punch in CBD, punch in cannabinoids and okay. all the different ways this can help you. Uh, and the truth is, is that the number one regulatory system in the human body is the cannabinoid system. They don't talk about it in medical school. No. You know, man is trying so hard to play God in this world, and we need to start getting back to what is this world, what has been created for us, and why are we here? And okay. this plan has given me that, that clarity on why I'm here, and what is my purpose it saved me it saved my life my 15 year marriage my relationship with my kids and the railroad that i was just falling off the tracks on it's so smooth now man it's amazing
3: kyle turley is with us former new orleans saint uh with roman gabriel on sold out sports talk of course we want to thank christian Healthcare ministries our partner for coming on with us final question for you uh, just a fun one i remember years ago you came down with your band you were a musician you love playing i'm sure that helps you too emotionally yes um are you still playing? Do you still have the band? Because I still yeah. have that
1: video we took you down there. It's awesome. People always, love it. man, always. Music is a passion. You know, that is another thing that, that just connects me to God. It connects me to uh, being bigger than you know, just just this human. You know, and that I have these amazing abilities to tap into that I've been blessed with, and picking up an instrument, playing it, and writing songs, and you know, getting all this this out is unbelievably therapeutic. Uh, surfing is as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know how that is. Well, my it's son healing. Laws of professional. You know? surfer he loves yeah it. so i try to surround myself with healing elements from coaching football awesome. and giving back i don't take a dime i try to sell some t-shirts trench warfare get on it all right, trench warfare <laughs> yeah, i remember and, that yeah exactly you know and i, and I spread that around because it's all healing man I, I just try to surround myself with that and, and encourage our guys encourage our community to continue to do the same thing
3: kyle i appreciate you stopping by sold out sports talk we Thank love you. having people like you on who are making a difference not only in your own life but in others When we come back, uh, more on Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio.
0: You're listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. In this segment, Roman talks with Andrew McLovin Perloff of The Dan Patrick Show. Visit soldouttv.com and consider donating to the Sold Out Youth Foundation and follow Roman on his Twitter and Facebook fan pages at Roman Gabriel 3 Now, once again, here's Roman
3: Gabriel III. Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk on American Family Radio. Why not have a guy that uh, I got to know last year very well, and uh, he's on the Dan Patrick Show. It's uh, Andrew Perloff, McLovin. And, uh, Andrew, it seems like it was about two weeks ago that we talked for a long time in
2: Minneapolis. Absolutely. Actually, I think I got to know you... Two or three Super Bowls ago. Yeah, we that's yes, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You came up and you made it clear that I was your favorite Danette, which is what Dan exactly. calls his guys. And ever since then, you know, I think it's been a bromance.
3: Well, you, you know, the good news is is that you know, sometimes you work hard and persevere and you get rewarded. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? I mean I you mean, know. you know, it's mild rewards. It's okay. not like I'm Dan. Well, I mean. you know what's great on this show, though, is yeah. you are the superstar on this show. <laughs> Dan, Dan's working, doing whatever he's doing. Yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah. the man in here today. Yeah. Okay, so... We're talking to Patrick Mahomes. We've been yeah. talking to. We've been talking to. Uh, just got you, you. remember Jordan Palmer, Carson Palmer's oh, sure. brother? The football. Now he's a coach. Oh, right? he's a guru. He's, he's a working guru. with all
2: the great quarterbacks. Is, how many of the top guys I've heard? He's got them oh, all this uh, year.
3: Watson, Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and some of the draftees. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just incredible. And he, you know, he's a sub guy. guy. Uh, but he went to Texas El Paso, and uh, so he was talking to me about the way that he goes about training quarterbacks. Yeah,
2: fascinating. I well, mean, I find it like. I think that's an underrated part of, and you could speak to this of a modern NFL. Tom House, to me, did a ton to revolutionize. Because think about it, he worked with Brady. I think he worked with Breeze. Yeah. He worked with, as I mentioned to you, I think the other day, Case Keenum is right. one of my right. guys. He yeah. worked with Andy Dalton, He's a different quarterback. It's just, uh, and then all those guys, and also I know his high school quarterbacks. Yeah, he's all working have with
3: junior kids. high and high school yeah. quarterbacks, right? I
2: know, and then you get the guys like. The guys in Atlanta with uh, with Trevor Lawrence. You got the guys in California. Uh, it's crazy. Well, the thing Texas. that fascinates me is, yeah. is,
3: you know, you know, we were talking about this, Jordan and I, that when we played, you just did the best you could. Yeah. I mean, you know, you 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 couldn't wa- watch a video. Uh, you didn't have quarterback gurus coming to see you doing camps when you're in sixth grade no youtube you no know, no youtube and he says you know most of the way he trains is with the cell phone is showing kids what they look like wow. in the right position and so for us the only time we could see that is when they film practice and we actually went into the room and watched film but they never broke it down for you while you were out there to say okay here's the proper position here's where you were uh, but you need to see it and tom brady really brought this up to 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 me in the fact that he has a guru, and people go, why would Tom Brady have a guru? Because, you know, the guy's perfect. His mechanics are amazing. Um, but he doesn't bring the guy in because he's so far out. He brings it in to stay in. Exactly, uh, yeah. You know, some, somebody who can look at his arm angle, somebody who can look at what he's doing. Because for him, I think he said this about three years ago when he was going out to California and working with the big-time guy who's the quarterback guru. Uh, Tom, yeah, House, yeah, yeah, Tom House, Yeah, Tom House. Uh, he said, I'm just looking for this. Yep. You yep. know that That's little everything. edge that can make me just a little bit better, and I think for him over the last three years, it was learning how to move better in the pocket and have quicker feet. Yep. Yeah. Which, yep. which before he was a little, he, that was where probably his weakness, and he reminds me of, um, he reminds me of Magic Johnson when Magic Johnson used to play with the Lakers. Every year he'd do something different, mm. like he added the three point.
2: You know, he added the hook shot. Absolutely. He he I had just d-
3: little games every every single time. I noticed
2: something too with some of the quarterbacks I follow or know. The beginning of the season, their mechanics are sharp. But then, you know, I've heard that quarterbacks don't have time to practice their craft at all during the season because they're watching film, right. they're installing game plan, that they can get sloppy uh, throughout the season. I know someone told me they brought in uh, their quarterback coach in the bye week to right, sharpen up their right. mechanics. Because What happens is I guess you get a little slot, not sloppy, but you well, have that's, to that, that's, fine-tune it.
3: I can tell you that by experience because yeah. uh, my dad was my quarterback coach for many years. Yeah, um, And even when I was in junior college, he still lived in Southern California. So... He, we would go over my mechanics, look at film, and yeah. he would actually work with me to, keep, to show me how to fix myself Yeah, um, and, and how to do that. And Jordan was talking about the, the key to a good quarterback is how do you fix it when there's something that's just not quite right. And he sick. broke it down in three balance areas that you have to check off. Well, I can remember halfway through my junior year in college that I was looking at film and, and you know, I was throwing a lot of balls that were high. Yeah. Uh, and, and what I was doing was is I, what my sh- right shoulder wasn't coming all the way through, which means that ball's got to go high yeah. because you're not following through. Absolutely. But you can't see that in yourself. And if you let it go for too long, then the first habit gets compensated for, and suddenly you're doing three things wow. wrong. Wow. There you so, go. H- so it's, it, 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 you're exactly right. It, it's something that these guys today hone. And what blows me away is, um, uh, Don Yee was with us yesterday. He was Tom Brady's agent. Yes, yeah, you are. And you know, I'm a student of the game, so I, I, you know, I'm just plugging him for like ten minutes, asking him about what makes Tom Brady different. What, it, what, what, what you are with him a lot. How, what's his mental approach, or, or, what, what is the one thing about him that makes him so different? And he said, Tom Brady has expectations for himself that are beyond belief. Yeah, in everything he does. And I had Merrill Hodge in here a couple of days ago, and Merrill says, Roman. It's one thing to do it right some of the time. It's one thing to do it right for a couple of years. But when you got a guy like Tom Brady who does it right every single day of his life, that's the kind of work ethic he has.
2: That's why wow. he's playing at that level at 41 years old. Yeah, amazing. I mean, he's one of a kind. By the way, I did see, I don't know if you saw it, a Gabriel Rams jersey yeah, over there. Yeah, he
3: came by. Oh, he did? He okay. He came by. He's going old school on us. He's uh, going yeah. He's yeah. blue and yellow. I'm well, going, I'm going white. Oh, I'm okay. Going with the white and blue. You know, my dad wore the white and blue. And oh, they they, he them. never got the yellow? No, no. Jim Everett and the Rams, when Chuck Knox took over in 73, they went to the blue and yellows. Um, okay. And then they moved to Anaheim, and that's what they're going to wear Sunday.
2: Well, you know, I grew up with season tickets to the Eagles. And I don't quite remember your dad.
3: He was number five in 73 to 75. He finished his career in 78. He's number 18.
2: In he, Philly? Was yeah. he, what was his Black last year
3: of was the starting quarterback. Yeah, see,
2: I remember the first memory Jaws I had as quarterback was that. Jaws. Yeah, so that must Jaws have been 78.
3: Jaws came in 77, I think. 77. He, right at the end of my father's yeah. career. And, but people don't forget, there's always a circular connection. Jaws started with the Rams.
2: Yes, we, I do. Wearing the blue and yellow. I, you know, the first game I really remember was the 1980 season, 81 championship game. My dad took me when the Eagles beat the Cowboys, and you know something about that Eagles fan oh, yeah. base—that what the, that the, meant for that city at that time was the, unbelievable. The
3: 1978 NFC Championship. No, game. it was a,
2: it was an 80. The, the 80, 78 they made the playoffs. Well, they 79 they made there. the playoffs. The 80, 80 they made the championship title game.
3: There. They hosted against the Cowboys with, with the Cowboys, and and to this day. I've talked to some of the Eagles who say that that was their championship game.
2: Absolutely. I mean, the Raiders cheated, obviously.
3: So I just got done with with a senior bowl, and I got a call from uh, Herm Edwards uh, from the Eagles. Uh, And he said, "Um, we know you're coming out in the draft. We love what you did this year. And, of course, I played with your dad. Uh, We were going to do a football camp in Albuquerque. and Would you come out and do a camp with Craig Morton, Herm Edwards, Wilbur Montgomery, Harold Harold Carmichael, um, John Shira. Uh, and, and all of us. So this was right after they had been to the Super Bowl. So I was, like, stoked. Yeah. Because I'm, like, I just watched these guys. I'm, like, wearing my Eagle sweatsuit my dad gave me, right, watching the game. So I remember doing this camp, and uh, Herm Edwards comes up to me, and he goes, hey, I just want to tell you that uh, your dad's incredible. He taught me how to be a professional. Wow. He took me aside and showed me what a professional football player does on and off the field, and I'll never forget it. Wow. And they – I mean, talk about
2: a guy of high character. I mean, oh, uh, I know, I know. How do you and get to even... this
3: day? Herm has always been. Her, um, know, look so what he's w- done. At, look at what he's done uh, at Arizona, Arizona um, State. Unbelievable. They made fun of him. Said, "Hey, this guy can't do it." After all these years,
2: he did it. Hey, question: Were you an Eagles fan or a Rams fan, man? As a I kid? was.
3: I was a Rams fan, and then when my dad got traded the Eagles, I became an Eagles fan.
2: And then when he retired,
3: did you still follow the Eagles? Still follow? The, oh, because I, didn't know I that, knew yeah. a lot of the guys that were still oh, young it. on the team that got I followed. It. Like I like Jaws. Charlie Young was a guy I really loved. I remember him, yeah. Mero Carmichael, John Shara, Vince Papali's a friend. Uh, oh, Vince yeah. I've known since I was 17. So Vince really? used to come up to my father's golf tournaments and hang out uh, when you know when he was when he and my dad took him under his wings when he was with the Eagles. So Vince was like my brother. He used to come up, be at our house all the time, right? Oh nice. Yeah, because he used to work he used to work out with my dad. My dad would, you know, it was when they were at Philly, Vince, my dad. We used to work out a guy named Gus Heffling out of Philadelphia, who was okay. the strength coach for the Eagles. Now. Andrew Perloff's with us from the Dan Patrick Show. He's McLovin on the Dan Patrick Show. What have you guys been doing this week?
2: Uh, so it's funny we're sharing a studio uh, with Turner. Inside the NBA is down the hall. Shaq came by today. Have you ever oh, seen cool. it? You ever been up close on him? No. His arm is the size of my torso. It's unbelievable. Right? Uh, yeah. So we've had you know we've had the usual A-listers. Uh, we do a thing where my my role is I let the quarterbacks take their hardest passes. Yeah, yeah. Last year you yeah. got
3: hammered by who was it that threw it? Right? Aaron Rodgers almost That's right, Aaron ended Rodgers my got life. Off your head.
2: Uh, so we've been doing it this year. Now I'm, my hands are so good that it's like not even funny. Yeah, I'm wearing the gloves.
3: How, tell people how much different it it's is to wear night gloves than, than It no can gloves. make
2: an average player seem like a superstar. It makes me look athletic. My whole life, I've never been on TV. Then I get on TV and I have a girlfriend who becomes my wife. So I never got to take advantage of it in the in the in the dating market. But uh, no, it, uh, you know the first time I was never on TV. I mean, I was a behind the scenes guy. Obviously, I'd get recognized on the streets, and you know. We are a radio show that's on TV. We're at a corner of Connecticut, you know, near Bristol. So it doesn't really impact me on a day-to-day. But all of a sudden, people will know my name, which is awesome and fun. But it's really just to meet the fans. It's so much fun. After every show this year, we have a studio audience. Everyone gets to come up and take a picture, and everyone tells us how we help them get through their day. So anybody you can help, you know, it's just like what you do. It's a little thing. It's not overwhelming. I mean, we're, we're a popular show, but still, you know, the average person, you never know. But, but Dan does it
3: different, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, you guys are almost like a pop culture type of show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you really <laughs> have taken sports talk to it all. You know. Uh, there are a lot of people who watch the show that aren't big sports fans that are just like the entertainment.
2: We're just it's guy talk too. You know, it's like five guys you wake up with, and I let, people like the familiarity. Somebody relates to everyone on our cast. The smart nerdy guys are me. We got the uh, pervy guy Fritzy. We got yeah. the uh, the log cabin guy Polly, We got Dan, and if you, uh, Dan is just a riot too. So yeah. it's a lot of fun.
3: Dan is awesome. I'm, I, I met Dan for the first time in 1994 at, a, at a, the first Jimmy V Celebrity Golf. Oh lesson. wow. Um, and I remember I've been 26 years of the Super Bowl, so Dan took me under his wing. Was really cool, um, showed me the ropes, helped me out. Him and him and Chris Berman, oh. Chris, Chris would come up say, "Hey, if there's any way I can help Two you, let me know." Legends of the game, both of them are just yeah. awesome. So I, you know, I always looked up to Dan and you know just what he did, and uh, and seeing those guys at that tournament, you really got a chance to be personal and to talk with them about you know about the the business. Yeah, uh, and you know probably my best memory was just all the guys sitting around from ESPN and just just talking. Yeah. Uh, and that was back in the days when you did not have ESPN the radio, where it was right. just you TV. Didn't know their personalities and they were much. calling you to say, hey, can you get our guys on for primetime? Can you get our guys on to cover football? So yeah. it was really cool that yeah. way to live that history out and then see the maturation of all these guys. Oh,
2: I know. The best. That generation of ESPN is unique talents I think made I think it's the people that made ESPN not ESPN yeah. it's my personal opinion because I think Dan is one of the most talented individuals I've ever been around I know you know that. that okay show.
3: so you gotta give Dan my best
2: right will do buddy yeah Andrew Perloff right here from uh, McLovin
3: from the Dan Patrick show Dan, I really appreciate you coming it's always great talking to you always a different this conversation this place next year buddy yeah baby let's do it you've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman
0: Gabriel III our podcasts are available at AFR.net you can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel 3. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.